Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The second report of the Venus expedition, compiled from black box recordings, personal tapes and Triderman discs. The expedition to Venus had begun disastrously. Our efforts to find food and farming land to feed planet Earth seemed doomed. Digby and I had come through the barrier shield raised by some alien force on the planet, only to be captured by blue-faced humanoids and handed over to their green lizard-like rulers. While we were electrosent 10,000 miles to their capital city of Maconta, out in space, Hank and Pierre were heading for trouble. Dan Dare, pilot of the future. Dramatized for radio in four parts by Nick McCarty. Part two, Divided We Fall. We were flying straight down into a Texas barbecue. A flame belt a mile high spread around the middle of Venus, and already the front dome of our ship was beginning to melt. Pull out, Pierre! Pull her up! Get the nose up, damn it! I had no wish to be a rib of beef. Swing her up! Give her the gun, man! Wow! That was a narrow shave, friend. Meanwhile, on Sir Hubert's shuttle... Hand me the helm. I'm in command here, Miss Peabody. Switch the gyro stabilizer. Start the reactor jets. You'll answer for this later, Miss Peabody. On Venus, Digby and I were looking over the glass domes and walkways of the huge mechanical city of Maconta. Buzzing sky scooters, roadways and electrosender tubes crisscrossed the city. My orders are to take you to the director of the Earth Research Center. Orders? Whose orders? You will go by flying chairs. The city's internal transport. How can we? Daft, I call it. Daft. Daft. When? Now. These flying chairs are controlled by thought impulses. Hardly suitable for such puny brains as yours. I will direct all three. You will get on. Why, hey, Colonel, I never thought I'd see the day. Ooh, whoops. Hey, hey, hey. Look at this, sir. <laughs> no arms, eh? <laughs> at that moment, the chairs veered to the right and zoomed down into a cavernous building. We were marched along a corridor, and... The Earthmen, old director. Good. Spectro analysis first. The experiments are ready. Green Horrors. Just string them along. See if we can make a peaceful arrangement to send food to Earth. We are official envoys. I demand to be taken to your chief officer, your president or prime minister. You mean the supreme scientist... The illustrious first one of Venus, the Mekon of Mekonta. Right, the gaffer. You insects. You would not even be allowed in the same building as that magnificent brain. Master, a third rocket is about to land on the northern fringe of the Flamelands. We have no need of any more specimens. 
Fasten them to the slide and give the first injection. One is a woman, oh master. A woman? That will be interesting. We will watch them as they crash. Monitor the sound waves and the brain pattern from our specimens. Patch it through. Hurry. We can't pull out. I can't pull her out, Sir Hewitt. I can't control. I'm sorry I said some harsh things, Miss Peabody. You're a damn brave woman. Maybe we'll come through. And if we don't, we gave it our best shot. Hold tight. Uh, oh. uh. Are you all right, Miss Peabody? Oh, we're dented, but still airtight, I think. Is your observation hatch still clear? Yes, we seem to be in a sort of... A... Look, Sir Hubert, tangerine starboard. What is that? It looks like... like glass, molten glass. It seems to be moving. It is moving. I don't like the look of it. It's moving towards us. We sat watching Digby and I in front of a tri-dimensional screen. Behind us, the tall, green, lizard-faced trees. By heck, sir, will you look at that? It's a moving mountain. It, it, it's coming closer to them. Don't let them see your concern, Digby. These green-faced so-and-sos will love that. Love, Colonel? Love? It is something we do not understand. We have spent generations without feeling. We are scientists. Feelings like fear and love and hate we do not understand. That is why we want you to watch your friends. They are going to die. We will observe you as you watch them on the screen. Is it pity that we are registering on your thought patterns or fear? What are you doing, Sir Hubert? Fasten your helmet, Miss Peabody. I'm going out to Recky. Wait here for me. I'm coming with you. You will not leave the ship. That's an order, Miss Peabody. Good luck, sir. Chin up, eh? <laughs> That's it. Now then, I'll check the outer structure. Fins retracted and undamaged. Shield shows signs of overheat on entry. Check the jet, Sir Hubert. I have emergency state on each of my control panels. It's damned hot out here. Uh, right, jets. Both clogged. It's as if they've been sealed. It's a sort of hardened plastic, almost glass. Could we use the jets to get clear? Miss Peabody, if we use the jets, the whole ship would explode. Hey, hold on. Oh, my God! Oh, oh, no! No! Sir Hubert! Sir Hubert! We are registering something here. Anger! You could stop this. You could help them. Save them. Why? I do not understand. They are at great risk. They could die. We shall learn much if we let them die. They have no hope of surviving. If I could get out of this chair, I'd show you what we think of that where I come from. There's a lady there in danger. I'm sinking, Miss Peabody. I'm sinking into... Miss Peabody, help me. Help me. Hold on. Hold on, sir. Catch this rope. It's tied off to the hatch frame. Haul yourself out, sir. Pull. Thank you, Miss Peabody. Well done. Now we have little choice. If we try to lift off, we will blow ourselves to bits. If we stay, we will either suffocate as we sink or roast from the heat. Oh, don't look now, sir, but that glass mountain is moving towards us. What? Meanwhile, I had to find a way to persuade the experimenter to let us rescue them. 
You were supposed to have the good ideas, sir. How can I? They have no understanding of pity. To them, it's just another experiment. How right you are, Colonel. We could use two for dissection if we had them all. Dissection? Hmm. Very well. Colonel, you are anxious to rescue them. Do it, and we will be able to advance our knowledge even more. Come along, Colonel. You have little time. We can't do it, sir. If we rescue the prof and Sir Hubert, we take them out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. We can't let them fry, Digby. You will go by telesender, Colonel. Happen it was us that was in the fire now. There were several long tubes against one wall, and there was sort of pulsing with light. You will step into your tube. Here, chum. You'll not see me in one of them things. There is no need to tremble, spaceman. Who said that about trembling? I just like my feet on terra firma. Simply get in your tube. You will simply be disintegrated Disinti- in the tube. I don't think I want... Transmitted by radio and reassembled in a similar tube at your destination. It's all very well for you, son. Up and I'm not built for radio waves and transmitting and such. Digby, remember... They are sinking into that boiling glass mountain. Aye, and I'm about to, too. Here, don't shop at your great twit. Here, don't get me wires crossed. What's that funny noise, sir? I don't like this. Here, here, I don't what's going on here. Standing on your head. Come out of there and sort yourself out, man. Technical hitches do occur from time to time. But why is it always to me? We were taken to a gallery of space vehicles and land transporters. The Flight Museum, Colonel. Are they all in flying condition? Intergalactic flying machines are kept in new condition by the airlock. Hey, sir, how about that? It's a beauty. A helicopter, sir. Perfect. It might do the trick, Dick. Jet-propelled copter, obsolete for 1,000 years. We took it. They fitted fluorine sprays to neutralize the silicon mountain. Digby clambered aboard first, and we had our next surprise. Who the old lad are you when you're at dorm? I am Sonder, your pilot. Try no silly tricks. We are ready to go. Stand by. We headed due south out of the huge hangar, up out of a volcanic crater and fast towards the flamelands. A race against time. Meanwhile... Professor, have you ever seen anything, heard of anything like this glass mountain? Never, Sir Hubert. Anything in its way just gets sucked under. Still, while there's life, there's hope. You're a very brave woman. Sir Hubert. Never had much experience of females, tell the truth. Damn good show, if you see what I mean. Damn good show. Meanwhile, as we headed due south with Sondar at the controls, Digby had a thought. Sir, in being about 10% taller than us, with the gravity differential, it should make us about the same percent stronger. Er, know what I mean, sir? Shh, Dick. Hold your horses. We have to get the others out of trouble first. Just watch how he handles the ship. I'll try and make friends. Ah, fat chance, sir. My Auntie Anastasia would have had a word for him, sir. Uppity, sir. Uppity. I can try. 
Um, we haven't been properly introduced yet. I'm... Uh... I know who you are, Colonel. I told you my name is Sonda, and you will obey my orders. I see you are extending your hand to me. We have always thought shaking hands illogical. An old customer, a friendly gesture. Usually employed by businessmen and politicians when they are about to cheat one another. Sit down, Colonel Dare. Any luck, sir? He's about as friendly as a frisky stoat. We are approaching the silicon mass now. Sir, look, sir. Where that outsized mint humbug's leaking over the sand, sir. Poking out, sir. It's the ship. The silicon will cover them in the next few minutes. You have little time to get them. You seem concerned all of a sudden. Our experimenter wants to use them. My orders are to bring them back. Yours, to obey me. We will see what our fluorine spray guns can do. We looped round the edge of the advancing mass and Sondar hit the firing button. The fluorine seemed to fill the charged atmosphere below with a fine mist and release the death grip of the silicon mass. Below us, waving up from the rocket, were... It's them! They're alive! We have done it, Digby! Damn good show! I happen it is. Just one thing, Colonel Dessay. They're on a sinking rocket, surrounded by some hot liquid stuff, and we're up here! Rope ladder. Part of the kit. I checked before we left. All we have to do is to pay it out to them! We winched down the ladder and Sonder held the copter steady as a rock as the Professor and Sir Hubert clambered on board. Dan, my all, it's wonderful. Where the dickens? You can open your helmets, everything's laid on, including air. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Colonel, just in time. Oh, golly, Dig, you've no idea how glad I am to see your happy, smiling face. Well, it's not exactly... Freedom Hall, as you might say, miss. Oh, why? You might even say you're out of the fire and into the frying pan, in a manner of speaking. What are you talking about? Him, sir, at the controls. And his little friends back home, sir. Call themselves trees. What did you mean about the frying pan? Not the sort of tact, Digby. His friends, sir, boffins, run wild, quite inhuman. They have no emotions at all. Then are we prisoners, sir? Just for the moment, at least the trees think so. So what do we do about it? Now you and Miss Peabody are here as reinforcements, I'm going to take executive action. Do nothing so foolish. Your intentions are quite clear to me. Your thought processes clearly transmitted. You are quite powerless. Quite, quite powerless. I don't think so, Charm. I'm sorry about this. Oh, well done, sir. Down we go. Ladies on knees. Do you, self? 
The wind's getting up, sir. Dirty weather. Change bearing due west. Will do, sir. It's a twister, Dan. A huge tornado force on the starboard bow. Ahead, Dan. Another tornado. It's moving across us. It's heading us off. Uh, Westing. I uh, can't, can't, sir. Th- th- there's oh. another twister there. Oh, we're being shepherded like sheep. Well, they're all round us. We can't take this old bucket oh. into any of those winds. They're running at hundreds of miles an hour. Clear to the north. Tree oh. handiwork or I'm a Dutchman. So, we turn north, we'll make a dash for it. Your train friends away, Dan. Ask him which we should do. Sonda, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. You want to know which way to head? Yes. They want us back at headquarters for experiments. Us? You as well? I was afraid. I was afraid when the ship was in danger. I displayed emotion. Unscientific. They will want to trace my fall. We're in the same boat. That does not matter. I will be proud to serve Treen Research. Well, I'll give the research program a miss, I think. Head to South Dick, into the tornado barrier. Here we go! Professor! We're being sucked in, sir! I I, I can't order! I can't! We're we're going down! I'm gone! Landed in. Seen nothing like them, not even in the Congo Delta project. Quite outside my experience. Colonel Dare, I'm going outside. Oh, be careful, Miss Peabody. I'll be fine. Jungles are nothing to worry about. Oh, the branches are like rubber. Soft. Fantastically strong. Oh, oh, it's like landing on mattress. We were very lucky. Call this luck, sir. Yeah, I hate creepy crawlies. Up and I'll stay in the helicopter if you don't mind. I have never seen a jungle. I will expand my information. Very useful. Science is knowledge. Knowledge is science. I happen it may be. Oh, my, the... Oh, the hammers of hell. That's the biggest, creepiest... What is it? I don't know. But I think I'd rather be in the open than trapped in here with it. After me, Digby. Uh, <laughs> What's so funny, sir? <laughs> you three exiting double quick. Well, there was a well a, a thing in there, see? It come in through the hatches. Sundar, we're in this together. I want no trouble from you. They will have us marked down. They will be sending guards to take us back. Then we won't hang about here. You all fit? Yeah. Sir Hubert Prof, have you any weapons with you? Yeah, we have our paralyzing pistols, that's all. Right. Mm. Dig, got the infrared compass? Uh, yes, sir. We needed to make the rendezvous with Hank and Pierre. If they're still alive. If they manage to crash outside the flame belt, they will be. Take more than a green tadpole dressed in a copper wire corset to finish off Hank and Pierre. Ah, it can't be hotter in the flame belt than it is here. It is 690 degrees and 90% humidity here. The flame belt has no humidity and a temperature of 2,000 degrees. Come on. (sighs) I know one thing. They give a few pounds for this weather in Wigan Wakes Week. Hey, up! Wait for me! Meanwhile, back on Earth... This is the International Headline News, brought to you courtesy of the mineral drink that cuts down hunger while it alleviates thirst. The fate of the three shuttle rockets from the mothership Ranger is still not known. 
They cut off all radio contact in order to get through the shield round the planet Venus. There is still no news of space veteran Sir Hubert Guest. Radio silence, blanket stares, rockets, as Mothership Ranger returns to Earth. Interviewed in her West Street home, Mrs Digby, wife of Albert Digby, spaceman first class, said... He's got true Lancashire grit. The lad'll be back. It best be. He's got me and five kids to be responsible for. Across the world, tension mounts. Rioting is reported in Peking. Ration cards were not delivered to five million people. Emergency measures are being taken to preserve strategic supplies of food around the world. Senator Hartwell of North England called for a UN inquiry into the activities of Vitamin Eats Incorporated. He accused them of using inferior quality... Food rations in America and Europe will be cut to rebuild reserves. That's enough of that. I've heard enough to last me a lifetime. And what did you mean about our Albert having a responsibility? Ah, well, he does, Auntie Anastasia, he does. I told his mother when he married you. I told him when he brought you round. I said then you were not right. He's got adventure in his soul as our Albert. I'm proud of the lad. And you are. But he still has me and the kiddies to feed. And he has. And you know as well as I do that our Albert's sitting somewhere with his feet up and a nice bacon sarnie or a chip butty to hand. He's had the luck of the Digbys all his life. I know Albert Fitzwilliam. He'll be snoring in peace and comfort, I'll be bound. Oh, oh by heck. Oh, thump. Oh. Oh. We slashed and struggled our way through the dense jungle away from our crashed copter. We had to avoid the trained guards who would be after us and try to make contact with Hank and Pierre. If they had survived. Oh. It's hopeless, Professor. We're never going to get through. Wait. What is it? Shush, listen. To the right. It's a river. If we head for it, we may find it easier going. Follow me. Hurry. Here, oh. Sam, take it. Ever seen anything like it? It's the biggest snake. It, it must be 30 meters long. And, and that my head. family has this thing about worms. I never went fishing as a kid because of them. And, and look at that. Oh, oh, I feel a bit woozy. Anyone seen oh. Sondar? Oh. Over here, under this fallen tree. All right, Sondar, you can come out now. It's safe. All frightened again, were you? Hey, bit of a washout for a train, you. But, uh, oh, so easy. Oh. Understand why you save me? We do not understand unscientific actions. Sundar, you may have forgotten it on Venus, but there are other things in life besides applied science, and we may need your help. We must get to the Professor's River and across it if we can. So, come on, hurry! What the? Zombs! The what? The guards have brought the Zombs with them. Zombs tear their targets to pieces. Oh, they oh. are trained to destroy. Oh. Now you can be afraid. Oh, by heck. Then oh. let's oh. hurry! We came to a vast wall of water, maybe a thousand feet high pouring down into a huge, dark hole. I've heard of Niagara, but this is barmy. Oh, those zombies are getting closer. Digby, stop chatting and get on. We have to climb those falls, all right? Aye, sir. No time like the present. Might as well get going. Bailers oh. 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 like Colonel, I could do a tea break. Come on, Dig, a bit more effort will take us to the top. Oh. Oh, are we nearly there, Dan? Near enough. 
The old boy was feeling his age, and Dig is no greyhound. If only I knew where the trains were. Zorns are getting close, sir. Hurry, Dig! Sir Hubert, you're right. Don't worry about me. We reached the top of the falls and had time to see below us a vast open stretch of pale green water. An inland sea. And then... Dan, behind you! Jumping jets! Slimy! Dozens of them! Green so-and-sos! They were standing looking down at us from the rim of the falls. It is useless to fight. Sundan, you will be most interesting for our scientists. A stream with emotions. Fatal. Straight at him, gang! Come on, the fleet! <laughs> For a moment, it looked as if we might win. But then Digby got in the way of a gun that sprayed him with a sort of plastic balloon. You all right, Digby? And the trees released a zom from its leash. I faced the flat flow. Two serrated tusks on its forehead. It was like a cross between a, a Rottweiler, an Alsatian, and a Dingo. I rolled with the animals. It sprang for my throat and hoofed it over the edge of the falls. Sondar, giving as good as he got, was eventually covered with a plastic balloon. Dan! The professor! Out of my firing line! I KO'd the tree who was menacing Professor Peabody. He fell backwards and Sir Hubert's stun gun took me full in the chest. Dan! Oh, my hat! Dan, get back from the edge! Dan! He fell, twisting and turning as he went, paralyzed, into the white, foaming water below the fall. It was all over then. The trains cocooned us all in eggs of clear plastic and prepared to take us away. It is unfortunate we lost Camel Dare, but he will never return. Take them! This is Sir Hubert Guest's diary tape for the file and report to the UN. I had killed Dan, I knew that. So when they led us away in our plastic bubbles to the city of Maconta, I was not really taking much in. Digby was kind. You couldn't help it, sir. Dan would feel more pain. I wish I could say the same for our prospects. Shh, Digby, the professor. You are now ready to help our scientists. Old Earth custom. Ladies first. Oh, I'm not afraid of you. I do not understand. Afraid? The frightful chap went to the professor with a ray gun in his hand. Oh! The disintegron is the only way of cutting this plastic. You will not try to escape again. No one tried to escape. Sondar did his best, good chap that he was turning out to be. Meanwhile, in a vast audience chamber, high above our cell. The Earth creatures and trees, Sondar, are prisoners, O greatest one. The fourth is dead. An accident, an accident! There are no accidents in a scientific state. Destroy that guard. <laughs> No failure in a scientific state. Science is all. Bring them to me. 
I will conduct the final dissection. They will learn that the Mekon of Mekonta, the supreme brain of the universe, will never fail. There will be no defense for Earth when we decide to destroy that miserable planet. Bring the prisoners to face their master. The Mekon speaks. Two of Dan Dare, Pilot of the Future, dramatized for radio in four parts by Nick McCarty, Mick Ford was Dan Dare, Terence Alexander, Sir Hubert, Donald G. Digby, Zela Clark, Professor Peabody, William Roberts, Hank, and Richard Pierce, the Mekon. David Googe was Sundar, Margaret Courtney, Aunt Anastasia, and Shirley Dixon, Mrs. Digby. Other parts were played by Vincent Brimble, Paul Downing, Stephen Garlick, Dale Rapley, and Danny Schiller. The music was composed and played by Wilfredo Acosta. Technical presentation by Wilfredo Acosta with Mike Etherden and Colin Guthrie. Dan Dare is directed by Glyn Dearman. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.